Attention. This is an emergency broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Stay calm and do not move unless you are out in the open. And if you're out in the open, move until you're indoors. Once indoors, stop moving, as I said. 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, emergency broadcast. So, we should probably get our attendance on. It's a special emergency attendance session. Okay. Uh, Do it quickly. Okay. Uh, attendees, first we have um, we have a specialist, Peach Newdell. Um, Peach, no. is Peach is, Newdell is, here? Is he part of the emergency action team? Uh, yes. Oh. Peach Newdell. Uh, I guess he didn't make it. I guess he's attending to the emergency. Uh, actually, I, sorry, sorry. Actually, I, I messed up the letters. It's Paul Deshane. Uh, I could see you're looking a little panicky. I can see. I don't yes. know what happened. Uh, yeah, sorry. I was. I I had to get all this together at the last minute because of the emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we also have uh, emergency action committee specialist Diana Groman. No. Diana Groman. No. Things must be really bad out there. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I. Sorry, I messed up the letters. It's Aiden Morgan. Wait, that's oh, me. Good. Okay, you're here. Yes. Okay, good. we are the emergency. Good. Good. Okay. Great. So the whole emergency action team is here then. Excellent. So we can deal with this emergency. Right. Are you going to inform us of what the emergency is? Well, if you're listening, you already know what it is because it's like in the streets and wreaking havoc. But I don't think you know. Well, I'm in the basement. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a little leery because you might panic. Um, it takes a lot to make me panic, Aiden. Radioactive foam. See? What? I told you you'd panic. For reals? Yes, radioactive foot. Turning our children into mutants. All the children? You, all the ones that come into contact even with Even the it. nice ones? Even the nice ones. They're, they're the worst. Oh. Because it's even more devastating when they turn on you. So let me get this. There's a green foam. Yes. A, a radioactive green foam. Drifting through the streets. Drift. And when you come in contact with it, you turn into a monster. Yes, especially the children. Okay. Yeah, the adults just become useless, apparently. Okay. Which is not a huge change. And this is just, this is an actual green radioactive foam. You just didn't get this confused with the snow. No, no, the snow is white. I've seen <gasps> oh, snow before. right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and the children, children are like, like they're picking it up and they're like balling, putting the balls and throwing it at each other. It's terrifying. Maybe it is snow. I don't know. This sounds like a really terrible episode of Don't Do That on Television. It could, it, it could well be. So I think, I think but as, as far as I, my so sources tell me... So what do we do? Me, well, we, we're the Emergency Action Committee. We are actually the last people probably in this city who have not come into contact with it. You know, it's I think... Because we're never leaving the base. I think what people should do is they should tweet at us. Yes. If they've come in contact with the foam or if they've seen foam or if they, so that we can track the, the foam's uh, movements... Exactly. Over the course of the meeting, and then we can let people who are listening to us know where the foam is. Perfect. Please, please, people, if you if you have wits about you left, uh, tweet at us at uh, QCIB or Queen City IB, and let us know how the foam's doing. Yeah, I'd suggest foam, but the phone lines don't work down here. We can only get um, uh, Morse code over the teletype. That's true. Yes, yeah. and you can't fax us. I, no. 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 Um, so what's uh, so aside from the emergency radioactive foam? I have another newsflash. You do? I do. Is it as urgent? 
Uh, it's pretty urgent. Okay. Yeah. Um, a, a press release went out earlier today, presumably before the green foam hit, uh, that and, and here's from the press release. The city's snow storage site at Fleet Street and McDonald Street closed for the season at 4 p.m. today due to deteriorating conditions. The site saw minimal use this year due to very limited snowfall. After the March 22 snowfall, the site deteriorated quickly due to melting, pooling water, and ground thaw. So there you go. No more, the, no more dump. The snow storage site is shutting down, which, you know, that's good because, as we all know, can't possibly get snow in March. No. no. No, we would not get the largest snowfall of the season again on the same day that the... Uh, okay, excellent. Yeah. So, And, you know, it would have been a great place to put the radioactive green foam, but I, it's... I close. I know. This is, this is just bad planning. Yeah. 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 This is what happens when they don't listen to us upstairs. Exactly. I'm a little panicky. So uh, I noticed we have uh, somebody in the studio with us. A survivor. A survivor Mm -hmm. of the foam. Yeah. (laughs) She looks familiar. She does. I think think she's actually, she's an improvement vector. I think we've had her on the, the, uh, in a previous meeting. It's Judith. That's right. I'm not useless yet. I haven't come into contact with the green foam. That's right. Excellent. We'll have to see how I do when I leave here. Yeah. So it's Judith Verisuck from the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. How are you all? And thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. To oh, it's, it's our it's our pleasure. I'm so excited to escape the green foam. You, well, yeah, despite the foamy menace, we can we can still have like a good productive meeting. Yes, it's yeah. a safe haven. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where work can get done and the city <laughs> can continue to improve despite the horrors that surround us. The foamy, foamy horrors. It's all about succession planning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why we needed you here. That's right. I'm here to succession plan for you. Yeah. Um, actually, well, you know, before the before things went all crazy upstairs, uh, we wanted to talk to you about the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. We understand it's uh, trying to expand. We are trying to expand, just like the foam. We're expanding through Ooh. the city. Wait, how, do you know, how do you know the foam's expanding? Wait a because minute. Because you said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you said. Okay. Um, yes. Seems Anyways. to me you know more about the foam than uh, than even like this press release here. Yes. Yeah. I did come in from out outside. Good so. point. Yeah. So we are looking to expand. Um, we right now we go from the railroad tracks south to Victoria, and then from Angus to Osler, and we'd like to go a little bit more south towards Thirteenth Avenue, and then east towards Halifax Street. Mm-hmm. And then south along Broad to college. Yeah. Uh, and w- so why exactly this move to take over more of the city with your uh, downtown uh, business improving? Well, it is our goal of world domination. Is it? It is. However, um, we were actually approached by some of the businesses in the in the expansion areas. Um, they see value in the services we provide to the existing downtown area, and they wanted to be a part of that momentum, the growth, the different marketing and promotions that we do. So we started to explore this probably about two years ago now, and um, it's finally coming to fruition. It got through all the channels through City Hall, through upstairs, and um, it's now going to council next week. And um, I think we have um, a pretty good value proposition for these businesses in the area. And, um, you know, you can't, we can't be everything to everyone. However, I do think um, a lot of what we do will be of benefit to the businesses in, um, in the area. 
Right. Yeah. So, uh, the, sidebar, we applied for world domination as well. Uh, apparently, it's not part of our mandate, though. <laughs> I, was, I, I was really disappointed. Well, see, you don't wait for it to be a part of your mandate. You just do it. That's right. This is this is what happened. We should we should listen to like the like the private sector, or, you know, adjacent more. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so this is basically the downtown's uh, expressing its manifest destiny. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. First, it's to college, and then it's to Gordon Road, then it's to Louvain and Quants. Well, we're going to see how far we can go. Right. We'll leave the warehouse to the, their own bid. They have their own right. bid, so okay. I won't take over there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, how cosmopolitan would would the Queen City be if the whole thing was a downtown? We'd be New York. I mean, be. Manhattan's all downtown. If, yeah, if you really look at Manhattan, it's pretty much all downtown. Even though even their uptown is considered downtown. So, yeah. cool. um, but. Yeah, I mean, that's something that um, we should look at aspiring to in certain portions of the city. Um, you know, Times Square, obviously we're not going to have Times Square, but um, I think they're doing some great things with engaging the citizens and um, having a place for people to do things, enjoy um, sites, and be proud of. You know, we want to be proud of our city, and that's something that we're working very hard towards. Yeah. I just I, I think it'd be wonderful if we if we could start putting up hill towers in Wisconsin, and like agriculture places <laughs> in, uh, you know, in, in Quants. This yeah, this works yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay, but you you mentioned um, there, there's value uh, that you guys offer. So when a, when a business improvement district moves into an area, uh, what what is it that you guys uh, do for the uh, the the merchants in that uh, district? I think within this area of particular interest would be our clean and safe services. Um, we do run a clean team program. We are clean team. Clean team. That's right. <laughs> clean team. Um, and they're great. Um, we're this summer we'll probably have about four to five um, guys out there picking up litter, running our street sweeper, doing some light graffiti removal. And those are things that um, affect all of the city. You know, there isn't. I mean, I live out in the suburbs, unfortunately, and um, I see litter on my walks with my dog, too. So it affects everyone, but that's a value add that we provide to our members where we go out and we make sure their front area is kind of clean. Um, so when their customers come or their clients come, they're entering you know, a clean environment, and it makes them feel safer makes them want to come back. Um, I think, Aiden, you were a part of our restaurant week a couple of month, months I w- back. I was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's something, that's a promotion that we did with our restaurants, and we offered it to some of the restaurants within the expansion area, mm-hmm. like the Artful Dodger and, and the Diplomat, and they were great partners. They came on board, and they really saw the value in being a part of that critical mass of of businesses that want to promote the area as the place to come. And, you know, they might not come to your business today but just by being associated with um, the other events and promotions you might get that that customer you know the next week or the week after that when they recognize that friday is my day to come down downtown and have Mm -hmm. their um have their meal or go out for a drink what have you Mm. so so uh one of the things we were talking about before we uh started recording the meeting uh is just the notion of like different different districts having uh different characters um I've noticed that you've moved out of what, you know, most people would consider as the sort of uh, the typical commercial um, uh, metropolis 
mm-hmm. of the Queen City, uh, down, say, like Broad Street. Do you guys foresee, um, you know, kind of identifying different characters for these different parts that you've, you've sort like, of added? Like a, like a Dickens character? For, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, like Mr. Broad Stickleston. <laughs> would be like the mascot for Broad Street, and he would go up and down with his monocle and his like walking stick, and he'd be like, "Hello, chaps, would you like to do some shopping?" <laughs> I think we have a mascot for that area now. You're gonna have to Ms. be that, Mr. Broad. I would yes. get oh you a little monocle. I would love to be a mascot for Broad Street. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. Where downtown can be, um, you know, some of its parts, and the different parts are these different districts. What we're seeing right now, especially on West, what we're terming West 11th, um, where the world of trout and uh, vintage vinyl, Norwood, Morris and Ten, they're really starting to pull their their um, their stuff together, if you will. Um, I know Cornelia over at World of Trout is, she has some grand plans for um, what she plans on doing with her properties, and they're pretty exciting, and um, hopefully they'll kind of get off the ground in the coming months, um, coming into the the summer so we want to work with them to develop a distinct brand for what is happening in their area that you know little funky retail vibe Mm -hmm. that's happening there that is quite different from the retail that you see on scar street with euphoria um stellan sway and nico it's quite different so we want to celebrate that difference because it attracts a different clientele and downtown really is for everyone and what we want to demonstrate is that whoever you are there is a place for you in downtown. Yeah. It might not be a hill tower all the time. Uh, so it could be Norwood. They're so glassy and tall. They, th- and shiny and bright. Yeah, shiny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and full of foam. <laughs> and full of foam. <laughs> they are now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting an update on the foam situation. Uh, here on 91.3 FM uh, CJTR, Regina's community radio station. That's correct. Um, update, still very foamy. Oh, dear. Yes. More, more useless people. <laughs> more useless people. Very foamy. Monster children. More as that develops. Lock your doors. Yes. Lock don't your look doors, out the Queen City. Don't move. We're going to have to work on a mutant parade downtown. I agree. Like a zombie walk. Exactly. But a, but a mutant walk. Exactly. Maybe that's our claim to fame. Either that or, I guess, uh, a parade of Deadpool's. I think Parade of Deadpool. A Deadpool parade would be pretty cool. I won't lie. Yeah. Everyone has to fit into that unitard, though. Um, that would be a little scary. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually uh, been seen like uh, I was at the Easter Seals drop zone with a superhero theme, mm-hmm. and uh, people of all ages and uh, and body types were dressed in unitards. And well, if you if if you want to see that, uh, go ahead. But. <laughs> When I, in my previous job, we downtown hosted Elvis Festival, mm. and we would have a parade of Elvises. So you'd have, you know, child Elvis, you'd have skinny Elvis, you'd have fat Elvis, you know, overdose Elvis. So you see him at all stages, old Elvis, I guess. They just right. made him up because, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, maybe we can look at doing something like that. True. Or different variations of Deadpool. Mm. I, think, I think the plural of Elvis might be Elvi. Elvi. Elvis's Elvi. 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 Actually, we, yes, we did call it Elvi, the parade yeah. of Elvi. Excellent. And I'm actually pretty sure the, the uh, plural of Deadpool is Deadpoed. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> we can change the city's name to Deadpool. We can use Deadpodians. That would be that'd be brilliant. Yes. I would I would be so down for that. Um, 
Okay, so you guys are expanding. Uh, this does not. This has not been decided 100 percent yet. I believe this goes to council next week. That's right. We'll be upstairs on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, making our case to city council, and um, hopefully they agree with us. I, I know they've been quite supportive of what we've been doing um, over the past five years. So um, hopefully they'll continue that support. Cool. Uh, another thing that has come up, uh, you know, between the times that you've come to visit and uh, Lisa has come to visit, who was here a few episodes ago as well, is uh, the Artist in Residence program. Mm-hmm. Can we get an update on that? We love our artists downtown, and we love art downtown. We just need more art downtown. And that was the whole thrust of um, starting this Artist in Residence program. Um, Amber phelps Bondaroff, who is working away right now back at the office in the foam. Hopefully she's foam. not useless. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Amber, I didn't mean that. um, (laughs) She's working away right now on um, developing uh, or shortlisting our pop-up downtown initiative that we're doing in in partnership with Creative City Centre this year. So, um, again, getting some of that art into our underutilized spaces, um, vacant spaces. I think the thrust of this residency is really looking at how to activate what we call found space. So it might be in garages, parking garages, on sidewalks and back alleys, these nooks and crannies that um, aren't traditional gathering spots or places mm-hmm. for art. Um, you know, everyone loves the the cow in Tower One or the buffalo right. in, in, um, in the middle of Scar Street Mall. But there's so many unique places if you just kind of dart down the alley and i think that's Mm -hmm. there's some definite definite opportunities there to begin activating these spaces with performance art or installations or murals and um that is really what amber's going to be focusing on through the course of her residency with us right so i didn't catch your name it was amber amber phelps bondaroff okay she's uh um well local now she came from calgary and she did a lot of work in in um minnesota um doing work with ice shanties and that was kind of what Mm -hmm. drew her to us because obviously we are a winter city i don't know with global warming anymore but um (laughs) she she'll be with us for the the next year or so and i think there's a lot of opportunity to engage folks in winter type art and winter type activations and um that was really interesting to us when we were hiring for the artists in residence do you know if she's ever done any work with, say, hardened foam? No, but she did do some work with some bread. Oh, well, oh, that's bread. It's kind of a hardened foam. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So she could say. Double hardened foam. And, nice. and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So she could, like, carve structures mm-hmm. into our downtown. She is a woman of many talents. And yeah. um, she set up her studio space in the former salt. Um, Salt retail space there next to Atlanta's Coffee mm-hmm. on Victoria. Um, she'll be really setting up at her, setting it up as her studio and working there a little bit more full time in the um, spring and summer months. So we're kind of in the infancy of setting it up for now, but in the summer, definitely stop by and poke your head in, see what she's doing. She'll be probably be working on um, her own pieces and can talk to her a little bit about art in our downtown community. Cool. So assuming there's a spring to go out to when um, when when we're done here, uh, depending on how things go with foam. Um, I'm, what I'm, do you really, guys... I'm really happy to see that you two are taking up this whole foam thing. I take these emergencies seriously. That's good. That's why they hired us. <laughs> That's right. Um, what, uh, 
What, what do you guys have planned for the spring? I mean, considering that things like, you know, your, your ice rink was kind of a bust. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's that one's a tough one because, yeah, you know, people didn't get to skate as long, but we also weren't shoveling that much. So, <laughs> so it's a win-win, I guess, in a way. <laughs> um, we did have to close that up a little bit early. So, I mean, that's that's um, the nature of the game when you're in mm-hmm. a winter city or and dealing with... Um, uh, a project that is really weather dependent. Um, there was one year we, the year that it was the snow was never going to go away. That we actually extended that a month. We went right to the end of mm-hmm. March with that yeah. one, and yeah, I guess you can't you can't win. You never so, you never know. So we we yeah. finished a little bit early yeah. this year. Sometimes you get like an extra snow in the middle of March. Sometimes everything melts in February. Sometimes radioactive foam mm-hmm. comes pouring down the street after yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a crapshoot. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Well, that's what they say about the weather in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes for some radioactive foam. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're doing actually a lot this summer. Well, yeah. we're carrying on with our um, movies, um, free movies in the park. I believe we're going to be running a social media contest to determine what shows we're going to be showing this year if you will licensing this year um lisa makes me laugh because she says i'd like to make the first three shows to be adult movies (laughs) and then we all laugh and we're like adult movies and then she backs off and she says like a date night movie not what you're thinking you bad people and um so date night movies um i'm kind of partial to the martian um because i love space movies and that's that's a good day. People night. getting yeah. stranded in space is always interesting to me. I mean, yeah. I love Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's very romantic. It is. You know, Animal Crackers. Come on, yeah. yeah. Aerosmith so, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the girls at work laugh because I have Martian on like every day on the iPad while I'm working away. Awesome. So I can start spouting off those lines. Um, we're gonna be doing our annual pedestrian counts. Oh right. Yeah. So. We're looking for people to participate in this. Um, so all you have to do is send us an email at um, hr at reginadowntown.ca and tell me you want to count people. As long as you have an opposable thumb and you can click a clicker and you have eyes so you can see people c- cross your path, you can be a counter. So so people yeah. are, you're actually going to hire people to, to count, count people. people. Absolutely. We've, we've been doing this. This is... I think the fourth year we've done it, and um, we keep the results. We use those mm-hmm. results to um, inform decisions that we make with respect to, you know, where do we put signage, new mur- murals, um, bi- new businesses wanting to locate downtown. They actually look for that. Um, we also use it for grant applications um, to demonstrate the vitality of downtown. Um, so we pick probably about 50 different locations throughout downtown, and we hire 50 people, give them training for about half an hour and we shoo them off into the great big downtown give them a chair and give them a clicker and a clipboard and click away and then eight hours later they come back in with their results and some of these folks um they'll say hey there was like two thousand people through today and other people will tell me i've been so bored i only saw 50 people all day so all in all we've probably had um 25 percent increase every year um on average throughout downtown so uh, we're quite interested in seeing what what the results are this year um yeah it's pretty interesting and you can definitely see the growth that's happened downtown because 
um, some of the counts on Hamilton Street between 12th and Victoria were really low back when we first started doing this in 2011, 2012. And this last year, it shot up like 150%. Why? Because of Victoria's Tavern. <laughs> so oh, right. so it's yeah. stuff like, and, you know, there's different businesses that opened up. So you can kind of see the trends um, with businesses opening and closing and how that affects the pedestrian count. So it's quite interesting for geek nerds like me and... <laughs> We like to manipulate or project this data out to other folks and have them use it as they need. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's I think that's all. For, uh, we've because we've we've got to move on. This is uh, an emergency uh, broadcast. Unless you, you have know. some some like foam related news. Um, no, but I'm thinking now. Maybe I can hire those mutant children to do these pedestrian counts. You could. I mean, they, as idea. long as they have thumbs, right? The, well, and eyes. Well, you know, let's hope for the best. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They might, they might like, you know, you know, grab squirrels and birds and try to eat them as well. But, you know, if we can keep them focused on the clicker. Right. Yeah, and, you know, work. then if you could just, like, count the bird heads and then you could do a bird count at the same time as you do your pedestrian count. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And perhaps Lisa could, like, be there to, like, deal with all the bird heads. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're coming full circle now. This yes. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Thanks Judith. for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Judith. And I hope you hang out here for a while longer because we don't know what the, uh, Judith, the Judith situation, the foam <laughs> situation is going to be. <laughs> for the next half hour. So um, I think uh, next on the agenda, we've got uh, innovative revenue tools. Yes. Uh, every one, week. Every week. We look at ways that the city can improve its bottom line by finding ways to raise money or to uh, save money. And w- what's this week's? I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, sorry. So no, I'm for, the, for, the, for the benefit for the benefit of people mm-hmm. who may have never listened to our meetings before. Uh, well, this one is... Um, as you, as you may or may not have heard, a cascading event is causing green radioactive foam to drift into the city, uh, possibly as a result of some experiments recently conducted to hasten the completion of the stadium. So, well, all we do know is that it is like coming up from like the uh, an area just northwest of the downtown. So, uh, I'll leave it to you to uh, draw your own conclusions. Uh, anyway, large swaths of the population have been turned into mutated monsters roaming the streets, breaking windows, eating squirrels and birds, as we mentioned. It's a madhouse out there. A madhouse. I'm looking at the tweets. It's terrible. Yes. So I think we need to uh, send out an RFP right away to build a giant wall around the city and then get production companies in here to turn the Queen City into a giant mutant reality show. Because, I mean, people love The Walking Dead, but would not people love, like, actual mutants? Mutant children? I think even more. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's on the children, because useless adults, I mean, we get enough of that every day anyway. you know, people loved the novel, the beloved novel 1984. Yes. But think how much more they loved the TV show Big Brother. Good point. I, I follow your logic completely. So, you're right, Aiden. Thank you. Well, I'm usually right with these things, so, yeah. and this is no exception to the rule. Uh, yeah, after we secure like some license, like some licensing rights for a North American broadcast, will be. Uh, I mean, most of the city will be unable to enjoy the benefits, but uh, we here in the basement will be rolling in it. That's brilliant. And well, and now we perhaps have a solution to how did the stadium get to seventy-seven percent completion so quickly? Yeah, I believe they uh, they hired a company that uh, used a new sort of um, apparently it was called a 
Oh, it says here it's called radioactive foam. Okay. You'd think that would have been a tip-off. Yeah, sorry, I should have made the connection. Perhaps they should have as well. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Well, anyways, um, if that uh, innovative revenue tool doesn't catch on, we have a few more. All right, we're back with our emergency broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau and 91.3 CJTR. FM. Regina's Community Radio Station. That too. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the second half of the agenda, are, are there any updates on the uh, uh, radioactive foam situation? Uh, apparently, um, it's actually swallowed up most of downtown by now. So uh, unfortunately, Judith, uh, like the whole reason, you know, your whole reason for being is as, is covered in foam. Well, you know, um, this is part of job security. So I might be the only one downtown that's not useless. True. And, um, and then I have my job in perpetuity. But then <laughs> yeah. I will have to deal with a lot of useless people. So maybe that's yeah. not so good. And you may have oh. to work out of this office from that's now right. on. That's right. We'll, we'll, clear, we'll clear you a desk. It's, yeah. it's that's no right. problem. Awesome. Yeah. We'll put a plank over some paint cans. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm pretty adaptable. That's good. I'm, gl I'm glad to see you're taking the emergency in stride. So uh, next up on the agenda, uh, we have, uh, you've received some more correspondence about laneway suites, I understand. Yes, another another laneway suite horror story. I mean, they're really pouring in. Mm -hmm. We're beginning to see the full, like, dimensions of horror that, that, a lane, that the laneway suites could bring to the city. Uh, so um, where is this one from? Uh, this one is from um, someone named Tom Kardashian. Uh, no relation, it says here. So. Okay. So um, we believe we believe I believe you, Tom. All right. Would you like me to play some laneway suite music? Yeah, I think let's get some music for this. All right. Dear QCIB, I made the mistake of converting the top floor of my garage into a laneway suite. The renters seem polite and well behaved, but and this may be my fault. I failed to ask whether the three hundred men in coveralls moving in were in fact going to build an oil refinery in my suite. Shame on me, because now this refinery is running 24-7 and stinking up the whole neighborhood. It's trucks in, trucks out, all day long. Worst of all, I'm not even getting a cut of the revenues. Should I wait for oil prices to fall even further until the refinery can no longer afford to rent space for me? Or should I have a stern talk with the company? It's a little tough, because they've put up a chain-link fence around the garage. And as far as I can tell, they don't even have a landline. Signed, Tom Kardashian. No relation. That's a terrifying story. Mm-hmm. Should, it should be. It is. It is. I'm, I'm pretty terrified. Yeah. Imagine... When will the horror end? It, never. I mean... But it will spread to Regina like once the pilot project for Laneway Suites gets underway. Like a green radioactive foam, Laneway Suites will spread across this city. That's a pretty good metaphor. Thanks. I, yeah, or, or rather a simile. But yeah, yeah. It's, I like it. All right. So um, hopefully we'll have more of those next week. And, you will, uh, we'll have many more. Yeah. Like, and, because there's so many of them. There's so many. stop. Yeah. So next up on the agenda... Uh, I don't know if you do. You remember back in the November twenty sixth meeting, uh, we discussed urban planning lessons that can be learned from uh, that documentary series on Netflix 
uh, about crime in America, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Jones. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, we uh, we also talked a little bit about uh, Daredevil, which was set. It was a preceding series to the Jessica Jones series. Right. Also set in Hell's Kitchen. And, um, well, there's a there's a Daredevil series, too. Is there? There That's, is. Wow. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad because again. we need to know more about crime in Hell's Kitchen. Exactly. Which yeah. really feels like an early 80s, like, pre-Ed Koch, you know, New York. Exactly. Rather than, like, a modern New York. Mm-hmm. Well, that series ended, uh, if if you saw it, uh, with Wilson Fix, uh, Fisk, a uh, corrupt developer and the crime kingpin of Hell's Kitchen going to jail. Which I think would probably... I'm surprised it was season two, because that actually sounds like it would stop crime altogether. Well, exactly. Um, th- and that's what series two does, is it uh, it takes a look at what happens to a community if you have, like, one really powerful developer who has a lot of influence in your city, and uh, if he's eager to just knock down parts of the city, uh, you know, in the name of urban renewal, uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, beset with corruption... Um, and uh, so then the, the series two looks at what happens if that corrupt developer is out of the picture. Ah, of and, you know, I know that there's no sort of like lessons that a city like the Queen City could take from this tale of, you know, a city that's basically run by one developer. No connections to the Queen City whatsoever. It doesn't sound all like the city. No. But I thought we should check in anyways and see what, you know, lessons we can learn from there. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, Daredevil series two. Holy chalupas. Holy chalupas. Once you get rid of that one superpowered corrupt developer, you end up with a friggin' paradise, Aiden. Ah. It is a utopia filled with light and color and hugs. So many hugs, Aiden. This, this, I'm, I'm a little surprised. It was like I was looking at a completely different city. From what we wow. saw in Daredevil Series Probably, 1. It feels like almost like a different show in some ways. It, there, there was no crime. no crime. There was no real poverty beyond, like, say, an overstretched credit card here or there. Mm. Uh, it was the kind of city that brought people together. And uh, Daredevil Series 2, I noticed that it wisely, um, it grows naturally out of the changes that were wrought to the city in Series 1, mm-hmm. uh, without the urban decay and the corporate corruption. Uh, you know, keeping the action in a struggling law firm for Series 2 wouldn't have made any sense. No, no, so no. there's no law firm. There's no law firm. What they've done is they've moved to a thriving veterinary practice. Nice. Yeah. And um, instead of the daily struggles of masked vigilantes against evil, we shift focus to quotidian struggles of people they've saved from danger. Huh. So the the, the, the key focus of the documentary is on uh, two moms and a spinster aunt, oh, whose cool. name, the spinster aunt's name, uh, she goes by DJ Inappro- Inappropriate Boob Jokes. Huh. Yeah. Wow. What, what I'm happened? not great with names, but that's the way I remember it. <laughs> what, whatever happened to predictability? Yeah, whatever that's... did. Yeah. And so they raised four children in one really packed house. And, like, you can think of it as, like, a very wholesome version of uh, Kurt Busiek's uh, Astro City. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was glad to see that the Foggy Nelson character was abandoned and replaced with, uh, like, a goofy old uncle with a puppet on his hand. (laughs) And uh, the fight scenes are gone completely, except for one involving slime squirters and silly string. And I don't want to spoil the climax except to say five words. Leaf blower toilet paper gun. Wow. Yeah. um, The only real villain in this series, and I'm really bad with names, but I believe she was called the Gibbler. Um, 
she begins as the pariah of the shows uh, of the show. But as you know, as happens in this redeemed Hell's Kitchen, her story is also one of redemption. And by the end, she too receives and distributes hugs. As for the daredevil, his presence is barely felt in the second series at all. Uh, you could almost say that he's invisible within his own show. Um, but really, isn't that how our, our heroes should be? Exactly. Like silent, stoic in the background, keeping us safe from petty criminal, criminals, corrupt developers, ninjas, and psychopaths with mind control powers, leaving us with a house full of love where everywhere you look, there's a heart and oh. a hand to hold on to. Oh, that's so sweet. It it really doesn't sound much like Daredevil. Actually, it reminds me of a show that I used to watch like back in the like early 90s. Really? Yeah, it took place in San Francisco. Really? Yeah. Not Hell's Kitchen? No, no. But obviously I'm, I'm talking about a totally different show. Yeah. So, wow. What was that show called? Um, Full, ha- Full House. Full House. Yes. Oh. Well, I hope I wasn't watching that by accident. No, well, yeah, because it, it is on Netflix now. They've, they've done a remake. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> I think... I think I may have screwed up. Uh, that's okay. Um, I, I I did catch some Daredevil season two, and the 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 crime element now that Wilson Fisk is gone, uh, it's actually a hellhole of vigilantes, Irish gangs, and ninjas. Oh, yeah. That doesn't I, sound like fun at all. It, I didn't want to interrupt. You <laughs> seem like you're on a roll. Ninjas make everything better. It's they do. True. Ninjas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It is a little weird though when you when you've got a show that purports to be gritty urban crime drama plus ninjas. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's a little bit of a tonal clash. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the episode where uh, DJ and Kimmy like get in a fight over like, you know, about, I think use of the garage. Mm-hmm. That that gets really tense. Yeah. And, Does it end in hugs? Uh, yes. Ninjas come. And then uh, and there's a lot of death in them, but they all hug it out in the end. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think I actually saw some of that Full House too. Yeah. When I was when I was clicking around on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, just remember, everybody, when you're lost out there and you're all alone, a light is waiting to carry you home. <laughs> you are correct. And and when you're lost out there, you can always listen to us on ninety one point three FM CJTR, Regina's Community Radio. That's us. Source of TV, city news. And foam updates. Yeah. Okay, what's next on the agenda? Do we have any uh, foam updates? Um, apparently, it's uh, now like covering Hillsdale. Um, somebody, let's see. Uh, Hot Dog Water Forty Five tweets. Uh, hey, uh, butt hats. Uh, it's just a foam party. I don't know what that means. I don't understand that at all. Freaking millennials. I know. I know. They're the worst. Every apocalyptic disaster is just a party to them. I know. Just, the entitlement is just like unbelievable. All right. Well, uh, shall we move on to outstanding improvements? Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, well, uh, this week, coming up at City Council, uh, there is a recommendation to get rid of bus stops. <laughs> get rid of them. Yeah. Just, just have people like run out into the street, throw themselves at buses. Yep. Is that the idea? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. No, actually, that's not the idea at all. Oh, that was. I wrote like a really detailed briefing note on that very topic. Oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. what they're actually what they're actually implementing. It's not called bus be gone. 
Oh. Uh, or that's what I was. That was my recommendation. But that like a spray? Yes. Just, just like something corrosive, melt a bus down. I think we have an, in, an innovative revenue tool for next week. <laughs> um, no, it's called the bus stop optimization scheme. Ooh, that's much. That sounds a little less um, bus melty. Yeah, yeah, no, no buses are actually going to be melted. No. Um, although some bus stops may get melted down for scrap. Uh, what they're doing currently, the city uh, typically uh, stops in uh, urban areas are 200 meters apart. That's the standard gap, regardless of what part of town it's in. What the recommendation is now is to move that to 400 meter gaps on Albert, mm. Broad, and Victoria Avenue. And the goal here is to sort of speed up how, like, uh, we actually have, like, a really good on-time rate in Regina. They did a study. The Canadian Urban Transit Association uh, did a survey of transit properties. And uh, Regina's on-time rate apparently is 90%, which is pretty wow. good. We kick wow. Edmonton's butt. Edmonton comes in at 65%. We're at 90 um, Vancouver's only 50%. Waterloo, 80%. What? Grand Prairie, though, is kicking our butt at 93 Uh Grand Prairie? Yeah. They have buses. Maybe that's why they're always on time. <laughs> Maybe it's just a guy named Bus who's really punctual. Hi. I'm Joe I'm Bus. <laughs> I'm here. I knew you would be, Joe. Um, Saskatoon, no info submitted, so I think they're hiding something. Um, but anyways, uh, what they're saying is that to, to improve on 90%, uh, they want to uh, take out some of the bus stops. Uh, what they're doing, though, is they're going to be getting rid of uh, spots that, uh, according to their uh, measures, uh, don't get a lot of riders. So a lot of the stops, they've got like a list of the stops that are coming off and the number of rides that they pick up on average a day. And a lot of these stops, they only get two, three, four, five riders a day. Um, but they are going to be keeping stops that take in, you know, like 14 or 20 or 65, um, which apparently there is like there are stops downtown that pick up like 65 people a day. Huh. Yep, corner of Vic and Albert, actually. They're really high pickup rate. Just shoveling people on. They are. Wow. That is exactly how they're doing it. That's how you That's how you get to an on-time rate of 90%. You shovel your people on <laughs> your, your dang buses. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that uh, this will basically um, speed up the time because there's only, like, three ways that you can, like, speed up your buses. You can, um, and, and this is the one that we have the most control over. And I can't remember what the other two are, and I didn't write a note on it. Uh, the, in good news, more good news on this, uh, is it's estimated that five shelters could be reused at an estimated cost savings of $25,000. That's $25,000 in your pocket, people. You betcha. So that is, uh, that's the, uh, bus stop be gone program. Stop be gone. Yep. Uh, what else do we have? Um, oh, yeah, there's also uh, other other outstanding improvement. Now is the time for everybody to start improving their elm trees with with plastic insulation and grease. Nice. Well, that'll keep that'll keep those bugs away. It is bugs. Bugs be gone. Yeah, bug be gone. There's uh, great. A theme is developing. Um, yeah, it's time to ban your trees. The city is saying March is the time to ban your trees. Um, I've Did actually you, got some money. Judith, here. do you have trees to ban? We do have a tree, but we don't band it. Oh. I, 
I came here from Ontario. We never banded our trees. It was a big, strange thing to see when we moved here. So I guess I'll wait till my neighbors put a band on their tree, and then I'll figure, oh, I no. should do what they do. Maybe, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. they'll shame you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we got to be like the Joneses. Exactly. Right? We do. Yeah. Like Jessica Jones. <laughs> Jessica, Jones. <laughs> Jessica Joneses. I'm sure she bans her trees. I'm sure she does. Yeah, I bet she and I bet she drop kicks those canker worms. <laughs> just like the ninjas. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got some audio here just to try and convince you to ban your tree. I've got some audio here from Ooh. Russell Irick, the acting manager of Forestry, Horticultural, and Pest Control, and I will play that right now. Cankerworms are those ugly green worms that hang in the trees that everybody seems to really hate around the May long weekend. Um, they defoliate the trees and uh, they're just an overall nuisance as well. The bands are actually to capture the cankerworms. They're in their uh, egg laying stage right now. Uh, so right now the, the female moth is wingless. She'll be crawling up the tree to lay her eggs in the, in the upper part of the tree. Yeah. So, but don't don't they know about evolution? Like, if you ban the trees, they'll just come up with different strategies and become like super cankerworms. I've seen some wingless cankerworm moths yeah. catapulting their females. Yeah, cat like mm -hmm. using little yeah. catapults or just like sawing down the trees and getting to the leaves that way. Yeah, little saws. Well, they are the they are the worst little creatures. Yeah. Um, the 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 creature in question. Oh, crap, I can't say it. Palliacrita vernata? That's the name of the moth that we're worried about right now? The, uh, the That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, uh, yeah, so the, this moth, the females are wingless, and they climb up the trees. They come out in, uh, they come out in the spring. Um, yeah, and then they, they're, they're larvae when they come out of the eggs, and they lay like hundreds of eggs in your trees. Uh, they're these little, like, freaking horrible um, worms. And... They eat the trees, and then just to add insult to injury, they kill your tree, and then they come down by the thousands on little little threads mm -hmm. oh, wow. and drape yeah. all over your house. Do they go after certain trees, like specific trees, or yeah, are, are they elms? They're big on elms. They're big elms. on elms. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're big on elms and other like deciduous um, mm -hmm. Manitoba maples, fruit trees. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what all, like, I don't know what species. I'm, if, if I did, I'd have trouble saying. <laughs> okay. But, oh, I should mention, I've, I've actually got a list here on how to band your tree. Uh, oh. You purchase some fiberglass insulation, or as um, as Russell mentioned in that that audio, which I took from the City of Regina's website, by the way. Oh. Um, they have a YouTube page where they put up videos, mm -hmm. and there's a video on the YouTube page of uh, the City of Regina on how to band a tree. You get some insulation, you wrap it around the tree, then you wrap uh, some, like, a plastic garbage bag mm -hmm. around that. You fasten that to the tree with some duct tape, and then you smear grease on the black. Mm -hmm. And you've probably seen them all over the city. They're mm -hmm. unsightly. Yeah. Is it just regular grease? But, yeah. I, I thought it was, sticky. like, some, something special. No, anything oh, sticky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe you could decorate yours. Like mm -hmm. sort of feel a little sort of embroidery around the edges. Sparkly glue. Sparkly glue. That's right. I thought the black was specific, mm. but it sounds like you can use any type of plastic. Yep. Any plastic. Okay. Yeah. Some pink plastic rainbow stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Decoration. That's right. Yeah. Uh the city does spray the trees every year mm. with uh, Bacillus thuringiensis. 
uh, Kurt Saki. Kurt Stacky. Yeah, it's a radioactive is... foam. Yeah? Apparently. Oh, dear. Yeah. It's everywhere. Maybe what happened was they put the radioactive foam on the trees to get rid of the canker worms, and then it reacted with the snow they weren't expecting. Exactly. I don't yeah. know. I like the first theory about the stadium better. Me too. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the 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 spray, which is a bacteria, the worms eat it, and it makes it so they can't eat, and then they die after two to three days. My only question is, can we come up with a way to make the worms suffer even more? <laughs> we could taunt them. Yeah. Like yeah. we could go out with a list of like ways in which they're just basically deficient. What I would like to do is I'd like to come up with a chemical that you could feed to canker worms that would make them sentient <laughs> long enough so that they would know how much I despise them and right. know that I'm going to kill them slowly and painfully because I really hate canker worms. One time we went mm. away for a few weeks <laughs> in the spring and we came back and our street that we live on was being torn up by I'm sorry I have to tell the story uh, was being torn up by uh, road machines and uh, so they couldn't get on the street to spray the trees and so not only was the street being torn up by all of these um, heavy machines and diesel smoke was everywhere it was incredibly hot and um, by the millions the cankerworms are coming down off the trees all along the street and um, we had to get out of the cab because the cab couldn't drop us off at our door. We had to like carry all of our luggage after being away for three weeks uh, down the street, and it was a Boschian hellscape. It was, yeah. It was, it was everywhere you went. You were just like passing through these like sticky fibers, and um, I, I, I think I may have like screamed, screamed in utter horror. Horror, yes. Yeah. I think so you since have PTSD. Then, <laughs> I think I might. And since then, all I've ever wanted to see. Is the canker worms gone? And so, ban your trees, people, please, for me. Yes. Please. Oh my God! I should have had a trigger warning at the beginning of that segment for anybody else <laughs> who's, who feels the same way about canker worms as I do. Uh, well, there's there's a web address here uh -huh. uh, if for anybody who wants instructions on banding your trees. H double T P two vertical dots forward slash forward slash Three W's dot Regina dot CA forward. Do you want me to go on? For, uh, sure. Yeah. Forward slash yeah, yeah. residence forward slash tree dash yard slash forward slash control dash pests forward slash canker worm. That's one word dash control dash program forward slash. And you type that onto the screen on your computer. Yep. And it takes you there. Hopefully you have recorded this show and you can listen to it over and over again as you get all of that down. It's, yes. Yep. Or you can just, like, search for it on the City of Regina's website. Or if you're listening, you can press on the speaker and it will take you there. That's, that works, too. That does work? Yep, That's absolutely. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, I had a note here about the federal budget, but maybe we can get to that next week because I think we have to go outside now and start dealing with the green radioactive foam uh, directly ourselves. I think we'll put on the hazmat suits. Yep. I or the ninja suits. And the ninja. Well, they're one and the same uh, at the QCIB. I noticed that the Twitter feed has gone kind of silent. I Actually, and the whole city has gone dark. I'm not sure if that's the foam or, you know, people just being energy conscious. Should we call adjournment should we adjourn yes a motion to adjourn this emergency session i guess you know in a city that's empty um we'll never have quorum again 
we can't even hope finally, anymore. Finally, finally we're free. The free of the hope of quorum. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's Community Radio. Uh, thanks to Judith Verisuk from the uh, Business Improvement District for gracing us with her presence. And, of course, thanks to Ryan Hill from Guidewire for uh, providing our great theme music. Find us at Twitter, uh, Queen City IB, or on Facebook, or listen to our uh, podcasts on our website, queencityib.com. Uh, or download us on iTunes or go straight to the source at cgtr.ca. Yeah, and if you're on iTunes, yes, uh, or if you're a subscriber and you listen to the podcast, um, our you know our funding, uh, such as it is, uh, we ha- we have to file reports with the city mm-hmm. to you know because of uh, the memo ex ten sixty three, and uh, so yeah, if we have uh, uh, ratings on iTunes that we can refer to in our uh, annual reports, that'd be so helpful it to really our was. budget. Yeah. Exactly. And until then, keep on improving, Regina.